my name is Marie. And I'm Brendan. And this is Kobayashi Marie, a podcast for the movie Isle looking at things Star Trek, and specifically for this season, Picard. And this week we're at season three, which is called The End is the Beginning, mm-hmm. which we can talk about or maybe not. Um, as ever, we need to say spoilers for this episode, probably for other Next Gen and Voyager episodes, perhaps too, this time around. Um and some of the Star Trek films, but definitely for this episode, spoilers, sweetie. Um, but before I let Brendan loose on the picard, picard Parisi of this week's episode. Oh, yes. I can't, I can't contain myself, Brendan. Go on, do it. Go on. Go on. The Picardigan makes an appearance. Isn't that fabulous? Now, has he worn a Picardigan in the past? I can't remember <laughs> in the previous series, if in 25 years... We've ever seen a Picardigan, and it took three episodes to get one this time, but oh, I was so delighted to see it. Well worth it. I mean, I'm all I'm hoping is we might get a full wardrobe, though. A pair of Deanna Troises. Uh, <laughs> a, a number onesie. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to be. Got to be. I can't Ooh, think yeah. of any more. I no. can't think of any more. Maybe but some I'm... of the maybe the listeners can think of some. I will. I will. Oscar, I will, I'm sure. <laughs> Let's have a go. We'll see. Yeah, let yeah. us know if you can think of any other um, suitable vestments yes. for Picard and crew. Right. Fantastic. Right. Are you ready with your Picard, Picard Pricey? Yes and no, because I think we're going to have to take things out of sequence this week to an extent. Because right. there are so many short scenes it's designed to move the narrative on and add pace to the episode, which could have been a bit ploddy, I think. Um and if we just followed it scene by scene, we'd be literally all over the place, as yeah. indeed um, the series is so far. <laughs> um, so we won't do it scene by scene. Uh, we'll set the scene to begin with, but then I think we'll move into blocks of narrative and see where that takes us. Yeah. Um, OK. That's however, <clears throat> we begin episode three almost in the same way as episode two. So we're 14 years ago in a recap of the destruction of Mars and the instruction given to F8 stroke fate mm-hmm. to begin the sequence. Um, we remain in this time frame and with Picard exiting Starfleet and telling Raffi uh, the detail of the ultimatum he gave to Starfleet, which resulted in his resignation being accepted. Mm-hmm. So we're introduced here to a little bit more detail about Raffi, why she has a particular dislike or disregard currently for Picard. You know, he effectively ended her career. He did. Do you, do you think he knew that was going to happen when he made that last ultimatum of threatening his resignation. I do, do think, I, mm, sorry. I was going to say, do you think, think... Yeah, go oh, on. <laughs> here we go. First time we've ever done that, I think. Yeah. Um, I was wondering, because, and I think it's connected in with what you've been talking about in previous episodes, that he just kind of seems to be really headstrong at the minute and didn't even acknowledge that by him saying, right, well, I'm off that it had a, a knock-on effect to other people. Yeah, I could believe that. That selfishness, you know, she says, you know, it comes back to this hubris again. Mm. Uh, you know, he, he, he says he never believed they would accept his resignation. Mm. He says, of course you wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. Uh, there was no sense, I did look at it again, there was no sense of surprise or shock on his face when she got that call, um, you know, saying, you know, you tender your resignation and my ass gets fired. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, that I wasn't, didn't seem to be a surprise to him, particularly, um, because it was all about him. 
Well, yeah, I, I'm starting to think that's the thing, isn't it? It is very. I don't know. We'll talk about this a bit later. Yeah. Yeah. But. Mm. So they do. They do draw on that, I think, and extend that idea of his kind of headstrong nature, his sen- own sense of worth. Um, yeah. And the trouble that that's got him into and others. I, I have to mention here the uniforms that they're wearing at that point. Did you like them? I. Hmm. Well, tell me about them. Well, I loved them. They were kind of the the black and red or black and yellow, mm. you know, as usual. But they had these kind of extra stripes around around the yoke. And I found that really quite an attractive uh, addition to the uniforms, I have to say. Yeah, because we chatted last week about how some of the fashions hadn't moved on, particularly Girati in jeans and a T-shirt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> In 300 years or something, yeah. So maybe this is their nod to to style in the interim. Well, perhaps, yes. So let's move on. Let's move on, yeah. Following the title title sequence, then, we get back to Raffi's trailer in the Mm -hmm. Velasquez with scenery not unlike, I would say, the backdrops from the original series, but this time real. Well, in fact, I'm going to interrupt you here because it is not only similar to, but actually identical. In that it is the same scenery, only they filmed it in its real place now and not made it pretend to look like some other planet. Oh, right, right. So that's why it looks familiar, because it is exactly what it looks like. It was clearly supposed to be that. Oh, was that? Yeah. It was great. It was was great to see. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so here he is explaining the story so far. Mm -hmm. Uh, He needs a ship and a pilot and he has to find Bruce Maddox. Whilst all the time Raffi's pruning her herbal snake leaf. Yeah, yeah. like the way she put that into the little vape thing. I think so, yeah. She yeah, drops it in. Cool. Yeah. Uh, not that smoking is cool for anyone. And absolutely not, children. Don't do it. Uh, and she makes it clear her additional and real disappointment, this is what we were saying before, that he never once got in touch for any reason until he had need of her again. And that's it, 14 years. And he yeah. just didn't even... You see, I that's not the Picard that I knew. no. And really, it's, that's starting to worry me a little bit, that he's got very out of touch with the people side of it. And he was mm-hmm. really good at that. He was. And yet when you go back and watch some of the others, and I'm I'm newish to these, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of retro-engineering my understanding of Picard. So when you look at I, Borg, which I, I did naturally, having met one of the characters later in this episode, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and maybe understandably... You know, he, there was uh, a resistance <laughs> yeah, well. uh, to um, to affording any sense of uh, humanity uh, to the Borg character in terms of the plan to send him back. Um, and I think at very, when you go back and look at some of those earlier episodes now with this in mind, maybe you see that a bit more. Maybe that headstrong, mm-hmm. you know, solo purpose uh, is foregrounded more when you watch them back. I don't that, know. That is really interesting because I'm looking at it with a bit more nostalgia, having watched them all the way through. But you're coming to it with less of knowledge, and so yeah, yeah. maybe not as much of that nostalgia as I have. That's fasc- fascinating to yeah. quote. As someone quote. might have once said. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, at least he has the grace to apologise for not being there when Raffi needed him. But 14 years too Well, late. I know. I mean, yeah, whatever. Uh, but then he's back on. But there is, you know, Telshia operating on Earth, and that couldn't happen without Federation complicity. But again, you know, he says she she says she'd always known that, 
he hadn't believed her. Um, he, he couldn't believe that there was evidence of uh, collusion in their own destruction. Why would they sabotage their own rescue mission? Uh, and that's another question that's yet to be answered, I think, as we as we go along. Yeah, that is a big question. I mean, it was the fleet was built specifically to rescue the Romulans. What on earth does it serve them to actually attack that? But clearly we don't know as much as we're no. going to find out. Absolutely not, no. Yeah. No, and a lovely pro, pro tip. I love, this was great. Oh, yeah, pro tip. <laughs> next top secret unauthorised synthetic girl rescue mission. <laughs> you know, that genre of rescue mission that, of which he is so fond. Don't tell Starfleet top brass your plan. So he's getting a yeah. few pointers here um, from Rafi and from uh, Laris as he goes along. Yeah. Uh, so that's good. That's good that he's getting put in his place from time to time as well. Yeah. I like Rafi that she can do that, that she knows him well enough and doesn't care anymore. Yeah. So that she could just say, look, you know, you were wrong. I well, no, no, that's right. I think they probably made a good team. But, mm. yeah, I like the way she could just say to him, well, whatever, I'm not bothered. Talk to the hand. Go away. Yeah, Yet okay. she's still, she's hooked, isn't she still? Yeah, she is. She is. They're all Starfleet to the core. To the core, really. yes. <clears throat> However, on the Borg Cube, find the head of the station. Hugh! He looks a bit different from last time we saw him. He does look different from last time. But what a lovely man he was in Iborg. Yes. Yeah. I think he's quite lovely now as well. He probably is, yeah. Yeah, and he's having his eyes opened with Soji, as we as we see through the episode. Yeah. Um, but he likes her. He does. Know, he respects her. Um, but here he is, uh, reviewing the recording of Soji freeing the Borg co-op team. Borg, yeah. And I like the way he refers to... He refers to himself and the others as XBs. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that's that level. Yeah. So yeah. we still never found out what what language or species the the XB was uh, that she was able to speak to him in. I don't think. No, I'm wondering if it was a Romulan though, given. Yeah. Um, she seems to be able to speak Romulan rather than <laughs> other languages, but. I think so, and as we find out, you know, the other the others on the ship um, who have been freed uh, were Romulans too, weren't they? So maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it. maybe it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but out of respect uh, and fondness for Soji, um, he does say he's going to grant her an interview with Ramda, who was uh, a Romulan who was assimilated. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I don't know if she was an academic or um, a great uh, Romulan uh, thinker in some way, philosopher, but she's one of the foremost experts on ancient Romulan myth. Wrote books about it and everything, I think and, Soji said. And, and everything. And everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's um, it's a, an interesting one that I'm just trying to figure out if those triangular cards have any significance um, and the, sh- the shape of them more than anything. I don't know. Maybe we'll maybe that's just to make them look different or maybe there is more of a significance. But yeah, maybe that's part of the myth building or the. Maybe, know. yeah. I wasn't sure. I mean, I thought momentarily about the shape of the cards, but um, I, I don't, you know, I, di- I didn't, I didn't get anywhere with that particular. Yeah, yeah. With that. I think it's fascinating what she's talking about, um, and, and we'll come back to it. Yeah. In a while, but this, you know, the evidence she says of therapeutic utility of a shared mythical framework. Um, so I think, I think this is going to be quite fascinating. Whether it plays a big part in the program, or whether it. Um, is just a kind of a throwaway piece of Star Trek 
philosophy or philosophizing. I don't know, but it certainly fascinated me. So, you know, I mean, I, I'll take a little look at that later on. Well, I I wondered about this, and the, and I might I might have got the wrong end of the stick, but in uh, Voyager, I think it's the end of season six into the start of season seven, where they did a two-parter, mm-hmm. which was Unimatrix Zero, yeah. which it features Seven of Nine, and we know that she's going to be coming back in a few episodes' time. And they had this... Um, it's a certain Borg have, have this genetic mutation whereby they can create their own little... It's like a dreamscape where they can all go to escape the Borg cube while they're regenerating. I'm not explaining this very well. No. But essentially, they go to sleep, and then they all have... a, a, a a shared dream where they can talk and be normal and they haven't got implants and and all this kind of thing and there was something about that shared mythical framework Mm -hmm. that just made me think about that now um, again that might be completely off the mark but I think there's more to it than just a throw it's too complicated for it to have been just a throwaway comment I think yes I think so and I think you know, beneath this, although Soji doesn't realise it yet, she's searching for identity, isn't she? <clears throat> yes. And, and yeah. uh, there's a few kind of clues when she when she's talking to Ramda and and she says that's that's what I'm trying to do. You know, so yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. But looking for that sense of free will or a sense of self, uh, and maybe Soji somehow realises that this is missing, mm-hmm. even though she hasn't yet been woken or activated or has any real sense of quite what her purpose is or certainly in the same way that the Romulans understand it yes um, um so I don't know this but for me it's really fascinating that sense of 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 time and memory belonging history continuity uh and that sense of self yeah I think is something that I'm really fascinated uh with um and maybe Ramda will help help me Ramda maybe she help. Maybe, <laughs> help, maybe, help help me Ramda maybe she will come and sort this out for us wow um, so anyway we'll have a little think about that as we go on because we will to, yeah to Ramda uh, mm-hmm. she. Uh, so then we have a series of short scenes which just take the narrative on a little bit Commodore O arrives to speak with Jurati about her two recent visits with Admiral Picard and she knew about that because um I don't know, but there's a, again, there's a few things we don't know about Jurati mm. uh, and her involvement. Um, it may just, I, I don't know, maybe this did come out in conversation somehow between Picard and Clancy, but I don't. No, maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, or I can't remember the timeline even. Um, no, it's like, right, I, I, jump around all over the place, yeah. you're right, yeah. We know that O now knows that Jurati is there and is, is working or speaking to um, Picard. Mm-hmm. Back to the cube. We meet uh, some of the Romulans, the disordered, as they call them. Yeah. Uh, and we are introduced to Ramda. We just see her with the cards, as you say. Uh, it was a bit like one flew over the cuckoo's nest for a moment when they walked in. They were just all, you know, in their own little worlds with yeah. tarot, uh, tarot cards and Rubik cubes or whatever the equivalent is. That's right, and mm-hmm. they. You know, those rapid close-up shots they used. And so, I mean, yeah. it was, you know, there was kind of an attempt there to to 
to add a bit of speed and tension. Yes. <clears throat> Otherwise, could could plod a little bit. Cause we're still at this kind of exposition stage where we're trying to get off the ground, literally. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I think. Absolutely. Um, so there's a lot to get through. So it's it's nothing new. And then we go back to Raffi's house, where she's contacted by Picard. Knowing, with his all-knowingness, <laughs> that she would be researching additional detail in light of their recent conversation, so he sends her all the information the Dacia Institute has on Maddox. Now, yeah. jumping around a little, then we see her going through this material, and this is this is the beautiful Star Trek psychobabble that you like, where she finds a crypto-algorithm identification, colon, gone egg. Gone egg, yes. Yeah. Uh, which you might be able to tell me about. Then something about quantum quantum fingerprinting on free cloud, and she gets all fired up. So, yeah, so I mean, we know the Gorn. We the Gorn are these creatures. I mean, Kirk fought one in that very landscape mm-hmm. that you've just mentioned. So right, we know okay. about that. They're yeah, kind of those big now. reptilian type creatures yeah. and what have you. I'm just not. I'm sure other people do know, but I'm not that well up on the significance of the eggs. Mm-hmm. So that's a bit crypto to me as well. Yes. Um, and free cloud. I, I couldn't find anything about that. To me, it looked like a gaming website because all these dice just kept appearing and it just looked like some kind of yeah gaming yeah. site. So And everybody's like, oh, oh, free cloud, okay. Well, it, it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah? Oh, uh, and yeah. I'm sitting there going, hello, excuse me. So I, I'm guessing we're going to free cloud and we'll find out but that's right I, that's I can't right. help you there i'm sorry no and we've probably let ourselves down now with all our listeners i know sorry well, well sorry. you know it's all about living that's right so Learn. what i mean is i've let you down <laughs> <laughs> and in a way myself you know in a way myself. well no i could possibly comment so here we go right card beams into captain rio's ship a spaceship at I last that raffi has put him in touch with. Yeah. Uh, he's in his Picardigan. Yay! And uh, we get a lovely rendition of his theme played on solo horn. Exactly. That was really good. I love uh, that. Just as little hints. How fabulous was that? Mm. Uh, he's met by what turns out to be a hologram. Who takes yes. Rios, who has a large bit of metal buried in his shoulder, but seemingly not in pain. I doesn't care. That's no. fine. He's yeah. a hard-drinking, smoking renegade like Raffi, odds with authority like Picard. So, you know, we've got a bit of them both in there. So is Han Solo, basically. Yeah, pretty much so, I think. <laughs> As you've just identified, Free Cloud is probably the bar from Star Wars, isn't it? Oh, here we go, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it'd be the similar kind of recreational planet. <laughs> uh, Rios asks Picard where they're going. He says, I don't know, but I've got to go right away. That's really helpful. So, yeah, thank so. you very much. <laughs> Was that the point? That he said he motioned him to sit down. He did, yeah, he did. And um, Picard takes a a, glanced, a, a long glance at the captain's chair. Yes. Decided against it. Against yes, indeed. So what does that say now? You know, is he is he deferring now? So you know, he understands the hierarchy on someone else's ship, presumably. Well, yeah, or of course this is a man in control, not a woman. Would he have hesitated had no. it been a woman sitting in the ca- sitting? at the navigational desk. Interesting. I think you defended him at one point in our previous conversation, but he does seem at the moment to be having difficulty with uh, powerful women in positions it, of authority. Yeah, the more I think about it with Clancy and with uh, Raffi, I just think, um, yeah. yeah. Hmm, I might be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. but... So let's see. So he doesn't take the chair. No. Uh, but the one he does, uh, 
it's got uh, Rio's book on it. It does. It has to move before you can sit down. And it's called The Tragic Sense of Life. Yeah. And it's an actual book. Yeah. Um, published in 1912, uh, if my research is correct, um, by a Spanish, because Rio's clearly a Spanish speaker, uh, Miguel de Unamuno, mm. a Spanish philosopher, um, and he got into a lot of trouble, apparently, in the Spanish Civil War and all this kind of thing. And he was a, a, a philosopher, university professor. Um, and I'm just trying to pick out the bits, if I could pick out something. Because a bit later on, uh, Rios is like, uh, navigational hologram. And it's all about the individual and being wanting to be an individual but of course when we're we belong in a society and so there's that conflict there um and let me just read this little bit that i actually saw in the book it says we personalize the all in order to save ourselves from nothingness and the only mystery really mysterious is the mystery of suffering. Suffering is the path of consciousness. And by it, living beings arrive at the possession of self-consciousness. So I don't profess to be able to understand very much of that at all, but it's, it is digging into that thing about who you think you are and how you discover that and how you relate to others around you while still retaining your sense of self. Yeah. And yet, interestingly, what we were talking about before and later is Ramda trying to regain her sense of self mm-hmm. by diving into a collective memory, shared memory. Yeah. So there's something quite interesting something going on there, definitely. Yeah. Um, I read uh, very briefly, tried to find something about the book, too. You know, the bit I fell on was that um, idea that it was a dialogue or a war between faith and reason. You know, the mm-hmm. sense that God was created to fulfil our need for immortality. Um, and again, you kind of think about not necessarily immortality, but the, the hubris that we talk about. You know, maybe there's something reflected in in some of the characters here as well. And also, I guess then someone like Maddox is trying to recreate a bit of himself in mm-hmm. his synthetics to pre- to preserve his own mortality in them. Yeah. Or to live through them as or the person to live who created, them. yeah, who invented immortality, for want of a better phrase. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now we're getting dangerously close to what would God need with a spaceship at this point. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then we haven't met him yet. He'll no, we haven't. He'll be in the detail. <laughs> yes, he'll be in the detail. Yeah, I think I've jumped a little bit ahead there with the Rios connection, but anyway. Uh, but then jumping ahead, you know, again, if we look at, at this in context, once Picard's gone, we see Rios in contemplative mood. He's listening to his rootsy country blues and drinking and his hologram with a terrible Irish accent. Oh, um, that is bad, yeah. Yeah, he's kind of acting. If not as his conscience, then a kind of sparring, sparring partner, again, mm. to find out a little bit more about what's going on in Rios's mind. Um, and, of course, we find out then that the last time he was involved in an escapade like this, his uh, commander ended up dead and splattered all over the bulkhead. I'd put money on the fact that that was a woman. Do you think so? 
kill all the women off, of course. So, you know. Uh, but some of them come back. Oh, they do. They do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and we are possibly about to play with time if uh, if Ramda um, has anything to do with it, I think. Yeah. Or, now he did taunt him. I'm sorry to do this again. I didn't want to, but the uh, ENH was taunting him in his Irish accent yeah. about about being the chief contact with the Q continuum. And every right. time we have yeah. these weird temporal leaps or... Right. It yeah. just keeps coming back to me and I'm trying to push it away and it keeps coming back. I'm going to park it there. Okay. Let's carry on. <laughs> okay. okay, so we carry on back at Chateau Picard. Yeah. He's talking with Laris, revealing that he never truly felt at home on Earth amongst the grapes. Always had one eye on the stars. Which I think actually is a phrase when Picard went to recover on his farm after his assimilation and uh, de-assimilation. That's what his brother and sister-in-law said about both him and the nephew. He's always got one eye on the stars. I mean, obvious thing to say, but... um, No, I think now you've reminded me, I think you're absolutely right. There was that, yeah. And that finishes with the nephew leaning against the tree, looking out to the sky. And So anyway, there's just a nice little, again, a kind of a a nostalgic feel to some of that as well. Jaban, though, comes home with the shopping. He's a good man. (laughs) It's grounded, absolutely grounded. Um, And the Romulan guard appear. Laris yeah. and Jaban do most of the fighting. I think though Picard, you know, does his best. It's a little uh, bit. Laris is quite handy, isn't she? She's great, you know. Again, which is, uh, you know, hopefully we'll see more of her. But um, whether we do or not, I don't know. Uh, and just when we thought it was all over, a, ro- um, a rogue Romulan appears <laughs> by Girati. Yeah, now come from exactly. <laughs> I did think that. What on earth is she doing there? Yeah. And what is she doing with those candlesticks? <laughs> Hidden depths, the woman yeah. has. Yeah. And no one ever asked her. No. Uh, was she still upstairs from last week or what? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because she visited Picard, didn't she? Yeah. Oh. Was she still there? Just in the garden or something? I didn't think so, because in the interim, oh, visited her back in... The o- o- in Okinawa, 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 yeah. Okinawa, yeah. yeah. So she obviously wasn't there and then was. So. Huh. Mind you, you see, you can travel so easily now. You can beam around. You don't need to see, get so, on an eight-hour flight. But that was fortunate timing, to say the least. I would have said. <laughs> well, uh, you know, coincidences can happen. Yeah. Anyway, she explains about her visit from Commander O. Picard helpfully correcting my error from last week, pointing out O as a chief security and a Vulcan. I know I was with you on that. I think because we hadn't seen any Vulcans. Yeah. It's all been about the Romulans and the way she was speaking to. Rizzo, who we're led to believe is a Romulan. Yeah. You know, that's, so there's something going on there, definitely. Yeah, something strange. Yeah. And Jarty explains that she told, oh, almost everything about Picard. <laughs> uh, yeah. So does she then, is she telling Picard that she told, oh, almost everything? She's almost telling Picard everything as well and still keeping a bit back? I think so. But it's a bit like your Q theorem. Um, I don't know. I might be going <coughs> barking up the wrong tree with this one, but uh, I don't bark, bark away. I think there's more to Girati. I think, and I, I don't know what it is. You know, I think she is a protege of Maddox. Um, she, her work research was equally closed down, as was Maddox uh, mm-hmm. at the time that um, the decision was taken. That since could no longer be uh, developed. 
and technology couldn't be advanced. So she lost um, her research career in that direction, at least. Uh, so I wonder if she's as selfless in some ways um, mm. as she looks or if she's as selfish um, as some of the other characters. So I, I'm interested. And we'll see later. You know, Rafi is uh, is sceptical. She is. Yeah. Uh, and I, I go with her. Um, I've got to say, mm. um, uh, if in terms of her, her insight, you know, um, Picard has said on a number of occasions, it's, it's her ability to see things that he cannot, um, which is why he begged her to go on the on the journey with him. She said, yeah, you're no, going as far as free cloud. But it's that insight. And she's wary, you know, her her intuition yeah. uh, or her training or her experience uh, is saying uh, we need to just take a look at this person. Yeah, I think so. I'm with her. I'm with her. Yeah. Um, so anyway, okay. they wake up. They, they, they've captured a Romulan. Didn't kill him. Wake him up to interrogate him. I love the Eccleston era reference to the north of the planet. <laughs> That's uh, right. Yeah. Because he's a stubborn northerner and flicks his forehead, <laughs> uh, which of course uh, she can do to another another Romulan. Yes. Um, a stubborn <laughs> northerner, which was lovely. Yeah, it was great. I did like that. I did like that. Um, but that's why they killed the girl. He says she's not a girl. She's not what you think. Uh, she is the destroyer. Uh, and he chomps on his green slime. Oh, I thought Shaban was a goner. I really did. Yeah. Now, it's problematic, isn't it? Because he could have been, which would have been a reason then for Laris to go with Picard. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't happen. He managed to get the jacket off and he's he's safe. He is safe. So the destroyer word was mentioned at the same time. That's why they cut that so quickly. Or maybe well, I'm jumping ahead, but the, the destroyer word is used in two different places almost at the same time. Yeah, <clears throat> that's right. So we do, we are simultaneously on the Borg ship and this, mm. uh, the fight or the interrogation perhaps rather than the fight <coughs> is cut, um, with Soji's exchange with Ramda on board the vessel, on the vessel, which ends with exactly the same words. You're right. Uh, but it starts with, uh, Showing more of Shoji, showing more of her understanding of Romulan history and culture. Mm. Um, she speaks in Romulan, asking her to forgive her intrusion. Um, she asks if the cards have a connection to Romulan mythology, and Ramda says she hates that word and wants to use the news in preference to Soji's suggestions of scripture or sacred stories or legendarium. Legendarium, yeah, and so the news is just. It doesn't seem to connect at all. For me, I just thought it was a really strange choice. It is, and yet this is the bit I'm kind of fascinated with. The sense of news, I think, gives it a currency. Yeah. Rather than it being sacred story or legend, that there's this sense of, of currency. And, ta- you know, and this sense that Sozia said of creating a shared narrative framework to understand trauma is rooted deep in archetypes, but as relevant as the day's news. Right. Oh, right. So, oh, okay. So what I, you know, in another kind of life, I, I've been looking at this sense of time and memory <coughs> and identity. And of course, what Ramda is trying to do in delving into the past is to recreate her sense of self and, and identity. Um, right. So I went back to some of, you know, some of those things. I think, um, 
Saucer, Jacques Saucer, I looked at a few years ago, and he talks of the present coexisting with the past. And I think that's kind of, I guess, visually, it's like the light from a distant star. So that, that we're seeing the past, but we're seeing it in our present. Yeah. So at one and the same time, we've got past and present. Even Bourdieu kind of covered this. I'm not trying to elevate this in any way, but he, <laughs> I picked out this little bit. You know, in each of us, in differing degrees, is contained the person we were yesterday. Indeed, in the nature of things, it's even true that our past persona predominates in us, since the present is necessarily insignificant when compared to the long period of the past out of which we've emerged. Wow. So creating that link between memory and identity, I think. Yeah. So, so through the news then, this currency yet drawing on the past, she's trying to reconstitute her identity. That sort of, you know, of us like yeah. seeing uh, research de, de ton père do that kind of, you know, remembrance of, of things past. Yeah. So I, I get, you know, this is, I guess, as I said, it's something I was, that fascinated me. But if she's interrogating that shared personal yet social archive that narrative of the Romulans is activating that archive yeah she becomes that living archive so that this is that kind of embodiment of memory and then if you embody memory then that's identity is the way I tried to view it so she's reaching there with that mixing of past and present almost like a kind of a Merbius strip where one becomes the other endlessly yeah in reaching into the past she creates an identity in what we would call the present. And she's doing that with her own, her, or trying to do it with her own personal memories. Whereas you could look at data, the synthetics, and see how someone's trying to do it artificially by giving them memories yeah. that aren't actually theirs in order to create an identity for them. Yeah that maybe exactly. just appeared three years ago for the first time. That's right. But it's as far reaching and feels as long to them as it does yes. to, to Ramda, who is actually delving into that shared archive, you know, the yes. mythology, the history and the legend uh, of the Romulans to recreate or to recurate, perhaps, you wow. know, that, that the physical, the emotional, the intuitive and the intellectual within her physical body. Mm-hmm. So and, and there she kind of reconstitutes uh, or continues to recalibrate um, identity. So there's something in this about identity. There is for Soji, there is for Data, there is for Darge. Um, you know, this, this whole issue, I think, of memory and time and identity um, yeah. is something that kind of really uh, permeates this series so yeah. far, I think. I think you're right. Uh, and it's something Star Trek's done so well, you know, just throwing up questions of time. Yeah. I think it's it's always done that so well. Whether or not it's got the answers right, I I don't know, but um, it's 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 always done it. Uh, and we we've had endless conversations about the <laughs> original series. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's I think it's fascinating. It is. It's very very deep. Yeah. Well. You know, what does Sandra say? I know you. I remember you from tomorrow. From tomorrow. I had to rewind that because I thought she didn't just say tomorrow. Yeah. And she did. <laughs> and that, that's, that is completely playing with. So she says, I know you, present tense. I remember you, past, from tomorrow, future. So that's all yeah. completely uh, thrown together. So. Yeah. And yeah. yes, very intriguing. Time is out of joint. Yeah.
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, again, we continue. Soji knows more about um, the past than she perhaps should. Um, oh, that she didn't know that she knew she it. She knew. Yeah, absolutely. She didn't know she knew it. Um, they were the last people to be assimilated on board the cube. And even Hugh steps in at this point. You know, what, how on earth could you know any of this? <laughs> um, which I think is quite interesting. Um, and, she, and she doesn't know why, why she should have known it. No. That's no. another born moment. That put me in mind of when Daj was activated and started fighting. And I think I said then that was like the born identity where he just knew what to do when he was attacked and didn't know how he knew it. And she did the same. And so... Yeah. Yeah, definitely some connection there. Yeah. And then back in our disjointed time, which sister are you, the one who dies or the one who lives? Mm. Um, so obviously she either times out of joint or she doesn't know that one is dead. She's already dead, uh, yeah. One, um, or is she? Yeah, well, they're same country. You wouldn't it'd be interesting to ask someone sitting in front of you whether you were the one who lives. Yeah. But in the context, the tenses are shifting. Yes. Uh, uh, and it just it just again, perhaps uh, just adds to that kind of sense of, well, it's kind of anachronistic in that way. But playing, you know, playing with time and sequence mm. again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So tensions are rising. Ramda leaps up, grabs a phaser. I know who you are. You are the destroyer, she says, at the same time as the Romulan back in Chateau Picard. Yeah. Uh, and turns the firearm on herself, reminiscent of. F8 and Fate, I think. I hadn't so. spotted that until you mentioned it. Well, it's the yeah. same action. It may, it may be nothing. Yeah. No, I, well, I don't know because we still don't know what provoked F8 to do what yeah. what, what they did. So, yeah. And then, so, do you tell me, did was it with unnerving speed she ran across the room to disarm? I, she was pretty quick. Uh-huh. Do you think it was synthetically quick? I, it, might, it might have been activatedly quick. Ooh. So she's obviously in this liminal state now, isn't she, where she's just between perhaps full activation uh, and complete um, disassociation or, or unknowing Yeah. Um, as Soji. But there was a moment there with the quality and speed of the film that suggested she got there in pretty quick time. Now, yeah. no one else seemed to comment on that or notice it um, in the arena that was the, the holding room where all the disordered were. Yeah. But I think there was a sense there that she was moving uh, at speed and knew what to do again to go and disarm. Yeah. And, uh, um, and then we leave with the all the disordered Romulans left looking at Soji the Destroyer. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Huh. So that she's so the Destroyer, whoever she is, is part of the Romulan myth, presumably. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That would that would that would make sense. So they've they've been told of her coming, uh, and now this is the destroyer made manifest. Wow. Yeah. Huh. And there could be a nest of them, of course. Well, yes. Yes, the, that was Rizzo the week before, wasn't it? Asking yeah. where the nest is. Yeah. A yeah. nest of destroyers. Wow. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get to the bottom of that in seven episodes, Mm-mm. are we? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, so shall, we, shall we move on? Move, let's move on. See, so, yeah. So, then Soji tries to speak with her mum about Darge, asking if she's okay. The mum says, oh, she's fine, she's fine. 
Um, and then appears to have an incredibly soporific effect on her, and so she just falls asleep. Yeah. So sedated or walking through the poppies. <coughs> that was bizarre. It was like, it's your mum, and you phoned her up, and then you just fall asleep. So I'm guessing that mum hypnotised her. Mm-hmm. Like she hypnotised, we presume, Dodge to go and find Picard. Yeah, and then to go back and see him. So yeah. who's mum, and what's going on there? Well, exactly. And at the moment, she's implanted as a memory, isn't she? We presume, uh, but quite who she's working for, we don't know. Yeah. No, we have no idea. Um, But if she's part of the memory that was created for Darge and Soji three years ago. Yeah. Where was that and who did that? Hmm. That's an interesting one. Yeah. So she's part of that created past, isn't she? Yeah. So Narek comes to the door, wakes her up, asks if she's okay. She confides that she doesn't know how she knows all these things that she's saying. Ask if Narek believes her. He evades the question. Yeah, uh, of course he does. Uh, telling her he may be falling in love with her, but keep yeah, it yeah, 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 yeah. We've had that before. That's just rubbish. I, I didn't like him this episode. It yeah. was, uh, we did, yeah. Mm. And yet he may be right for turning because he obviously doesn't see eye to eye with Rizzo. That's a weird relationship, that. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't, don't think that's appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. You could, the the rather, rather carnal smell of uh, Soji uh, she talks about, which is remarkable given she's synthetic. <laughs> uh, well, maybe it's her perfume. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. But you know, maybe he maybe he can turn. I don't know. But it is a Girati Narek axis which is fragile here. Ooh. Yeah. Oh yeah. now then let's have to see about that. Hmm. Huh. Maybe, anyway, she, yeah, into, so... maybe she's into hot Romulans. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> but she's told him nothing so far. Uh but he's, he's sure she has no idea what she truly is. And what's that with the... What, why does Rizzo suddenly look Romulan in that scene? Well, he says at the end, as he walks off, he says, well, it's nice to see you looking yourself, isn't it? And that's, you know, so her ears are back. Yeah. Um, but... Why? I don't know. Hmm. Maybe she can be a true self when she's on board the Borg cube, but has to go undercover when she's in Starfleet, that, you know. Well, Spock used to wear a headband. He did. Or a nice kind of stevedore hat. (laughs) (laughs) And a double dumbass on you. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Now, I think think Rizzo could get away with one, but it might not be, you know, part of the wardrobe. Uh, Maybe they have gone out of fashion in the last however many years. Yeah, perhaps. perhaps. (laughs) So, we move on. Picard beams aboard the ship with Durati. Yes. Durati having previously revealed that the one thing she didn't tell Commodore O was that she was going with him to look for Darge. But she didn't know that at the time. Uh, well, maybe she did. Oh. Of course. But she got, she had a great speech, a little three-pointer as to she why did. why she could go. Um, was great. Uh, I'm Agnes P. Girati, and those <laughs> makes a difference. <laughs> Well, it's just like James T. Kirk. Well, I was thinking more Theophilus we- B. Wilderbeast, <laughs> which again, you know, again didn't really work in the context. But yeah, <laughs> James T. Kirk, you probably it's, that's probably closer, isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I thought that was I thought that was, they gave her a nice little um, soliloquy there. They're kind of built in a similar way. I tell you who she reminded me of is the doctor from the fourth Trek film with the whales in it. You know where she yeah. was foremost expert on what was it c- c- whales psychology yeah. or something oh, right. anyway, yeah. yes so so she goes on board because she's the only person who can save the whales Girati's there because she's the only person who understands the synths yeah 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 I'm, I'm not unlike carol marcus in some ways either mm. she should have had a middle initial as well yeah. Carol F. Marcus. No, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Why F? No, I won't even ask why F. We can just make any. Just no, I don't know. I just want I, want. I want a middle initial now. Well, have one. I've got one. I need one. <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway. Kobe, Kobe Ash E. Marie. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Kobe Ash E. Oh, yeah. yeah. It could work. It could work. <laughs> <laughs> It's not Agnes P. Girati. No, that's a good one, that. So are we finally getting this crew together? Have we got them? I think we are. Picard and Girati are greeted by Rios and Raffi, who say she's found Maddox on free cloud. And Picard's look is, of course, he's he's on free cloud. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. Am I screaming, what's free cloud? Exactly, exactly, yeah. And then there's this nice little sort of interplay standoff between Girati and Raffi. Who are you, lady? Raffi wants to <laughs> um, ask Picard why he didn't ask her to run even a basic security check on her. And as we said, I agree with her. She's suspect. So, um, and Picard should, as he said, he would trust Raffi's experience and instinct on this. Uh, and he's ignoring it again, just letting it wash over him. Yeah, because he needs to do what he needs to do. He does. So I'm with Raffi and watch this space. Okay. And we end then with Girati looking very excited about being there. Well, you would, wouldn't you? He would. And Picard inviting Rios to engage. Yes. Followed again by the original series theme, segued, segueing into the next generation theme. Yes. Before they disappear at warp. How fabulous was that? It was brilliant. It was a lot of jumping around to get there. Yeah. But we're on a spaceship. We've yeah. had engage with the little hand motion. Yes. Forwards, and we are off. So and so it actually begins. And so it actually begins. Yes. But I am disappointed that Laris isn't there. There's yeah, because I get her on board. I think she was growing on me, yeah. and they've left her behind to pick the grapes. Yeah. And that seems a little bit sad. Now there is always a possibility that she appears Girati-like at some point. Uh, when he needs her most to save the day because she obviously is quite an accomplished uh, Romulan assassin herself she is um, so I think they've either missed a trick or she's following uh, developments closely oh I hope it's the latter I hope yeah because now that we've got her I think it's uh, if she, we, we, I need her now now that I've met her I need yeah. her to be there Oh, no, I think um, she's a good character. I really liked her. That's yeah. really good. But I was disappointed she wasn't there. I was hoping somehow they would find a way to get her on board. Well, I guess the, if she was with Raff, Raffi, that would be a bit too too much of a, a clash of personalities. It might. Though if they got on, it would make Picard's life quite interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> that would be great fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. But yeah. it's not to be at the moment. It's not. It's not. I mean, I'm a bit bereft of, of wild conspiracy theories this week. Um, it, oh, is that why you let me run with my um, well, lack of evidence around Girati? No, I've, well, I, I mean, now you've said it, I can see, because she's this very, you know, saintly looking, um, diligent expert. Um, and now you said it, now I'm starting to think, oh, maybe she's really going to rip her face off and be... Mm-hmm. something really weird I don't know and yeah, I hadn't thought of it so it? that is intriguing but no I didn't have any massive conspiracy theories and also I'm disappointed in you mm. because Again, been... or still <laughs> after 14 years yeah. no because you haven't managed to crowbar in a godfather reference somehow. I haven't I haven't and I, I will go back and look <laughs> on first on first viewing I haven't, I haven't found one this week. Oh no! I haven't. So I, I will go back. I will go back because it's something that I'm, I'm keen, as you say, to crowbar in there. <laughs> um, but it didn't work for me this week. No. 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 I think well, well done for that because I think it was really tricky to try to pull all those threads together this week. It's one thing watching it on the screen when they're jumping backwards and forwards. But when you're trying to talk about it, it leaves a lot of threads dangling. So yeah. I think it has been trickier to... And it needed a bit of pace. You know, episode it, three, yeah. I think it did need to pick up a little bit. But but again, I'm happy just to sit there with that longer form narrative wafting over me. Yeah. Until uh, they finally decide to take off. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not too bothered by that structurally. Uh, yeah. But you can understand why they tried to move things on and why they intercut some of those scenes as well. But you're right, it does make... Uh, the conversation a little bit more erratic. Yeah, so, it does. I think we got there. I think we got there. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, happy that. Wondering what's going to happen next week. Yes. I've seen. Well, some... I am interested in in Rafi's backstory that we don't don't know about. I'm interested in the Rios character. Yeah. Uh, I'm suspicious of Girati, and of course Picard is being maybe redrawn or aspects of his character foregrounded. So I think there's a, an interesting bunch of characters there that we that we can live with for a while. Yeah, there is. And meanwhile, we've got we we saw a bit of Hugh, but not a massive amount. So I think yeah. I'd really be interested to know more about what he's up to. Yeah. And obviously, Soji is going to come into it again as well. Um, I've, I haven't. I purposely avoid seeing clips of next week's yeah, episode. Uh, but I did see some of the images that the Star Trek website put out about the next episode. Mm. Don't know if you've glanced at them at all. Uh, I, it, I did, but it didn't mean much to me. No, well, there's a lot of seemingly deep and meaningful conversations. There's a lot of images of two people sitting in a very um, serious debate. Well, that'll help us. If, that, if they could do Which... that twice for <laughs> 20 minutes, that would make yeah. my life a lot easier. <laughs> and also some images of people looking a bit like um um what's his face out of the lord of the rings um it's on a lot of oh, long, right. yeah, yeah. long hair tied back and um, right. you're right yeah and it's looking very elf like mm. and probably probably upset an awful lot of people by saying that but um who will know exactly who they are yeah for, and all the names purposes yeah it was a very orlando bloom look about I think, yeah, 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 I know you say it. Yeah, I just looked at that and I wasn't sure 
I wasn't sure where we were going with that or where it would come from. So yeah, but again, I'm so, happy to see. Yeah, so I think we've got that, and presumably that's going to be on another planet somewhere. Now that we've actually got a spaceship, yeah. we can actually travel places. So um, and free cloud. Oh, so, free cloud, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, or maybe that's on the way. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? That's all good. That's all yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we've probably drawn ourselves to a conclusion, have we? Yeah, unless you can wait 43 minutes while I seek out a, a Godfather reference. <laughs> well, you can always tweet it. Okay, I'll, I'll look for that. And if I do, you'll be the first to know. Because we have, we now have a Twitter account that um, oh, we got to go alongside our podcast, so you can actually find us now at Kobayashi Marie with an underscore at the end. It's a bit annoying, but there is somebody called Kobayashi Marie who's actually taken it, and it's no not way. me. Yeah, and it's not me, um, and she's very rarely tweeted, but it's hers. So just put an underscore after Kobayashi Marie. Well, and good tweet. on her, I say. Good yes. on her. Right, right. I think she is an actual Japanese lady, and that is actually her name. Oh, right, okay. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I can't really do much about that, if it's your actual name. Um, so, yeah, find us at Kobayashi Marie underscore um, on Twitter, and, you know, let us know any um, Godfather references that you've seen, any... Um, wardrobe uh, malfunctions. Wardrobe malfunctions, wardrobe garment names yeah. for different things that you come across, um, and tell us what the significance of the gorn egg is because that's passed me by completely yes um yeah and you can also find things other kobayashi marine writings at the um and yeah i think we're done aren't we i, I can't think think that 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 yeah that I, apologies you heard my stomach rumbling but i'm getting a bit hungry now so that's as good a reason to stop as any so in which case, uh, thank you for listening. Do subscribe to us and um, we will hopefully see you next week for episode four. And remember, if you can't win, change the conditions of the test. Absolutely. This has been Kobayashi Marie and we'll see you next week. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>